foot washing. It isn't necessarily something we see these days. It might be the custom in our homes to take our shoes off, but there certainly isn't usually an offering of foot washing, especially not in my household. In fact, there is only one situation I can think of in my life where I have had my feet washed, and that's having a pedicure. I don't have them very often, but when I do, it feels strange. I don't really like feet, especially not my own, and I'm not sure how much I like having my feet touched. But it's more than that. I'm sat high up on a comfy bench. There is a physical gap between me and the person below me. I am sat high as they are sat low. And it feels strange. No wonder Peter reacted the way he did. But I will get to him later. What is Jesus calling us to in this sequence of events? What is Jesus saying to us? Well, he is asking us to follow his example. Jesus knows this is the end of his life on earth and the beginning of what will be a painful journey to the cross. Yet Jesus shows us how we should live. He gives us an example through the simple act of foot washing. In Jesus' time, it was the servant's job to wash the feet of his master and the household guests. Foot washing was a sign of refreshment, of cleansing. Their feet will have been very dusty from the roads. They could have trodden in animal poo or mud, and it was hot. Their feet were dirty, so they would have had their feet washed to refresh them from the dust and the dirt. The rest of their bodies were reasonably clean, assuming that they were in the habit of having a bath. But their feet were always dirty, always getting dusty from the paths that they were walking. Foot washing was, and still is, a very mundane task. We do it, probably without realising, whenever we have a shower or a bath. Yet for someone else to wash your feet, it's intimate. I can count on one hand the amount of time someone else has washed my feet for me. And Jesus chooses foot washing to show the disciples how to live, to give them an example. Jesus was turning over the norm. He was becoming like a servant to show his love to his disciples. It's foreshadowing what Jesus does on the cross to open the way for all people to know the love of God through Christ. Jesus was sent into this world not to condemn the world, but to save it. Jesus is the servant king. But Peter wasn't happy. He didn't understand what Jesus was doing. He wouldn't let Jesus wash his feet because Jesus was not his servant. Peter would only let Jesus wash his whole body to make him fully clean. He didn't see the significance of Jesus washing his feet specifically. But Jesus must wash his disciples' feet to signify that they trust in him. For he says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. What does that mean for us? Well, we are already washed by Jesus if we have accepted him into our lives because we are covered by his blood. In other words, we are washed as white as snow in the blood of Jesus. Yes, 
we are washed, we are cleansed by him. But we still need regular foot washes. That means that we still need regular cleansing of the parts of us and our lives that get dusty and dirty. Jesus washed the disciples' feet not to make them physically clean for the first time, but to signify that they belong to him and that Jesus will always make them clean, just as we belong to Jesus when we trust in him. It's easy for us to think now with hindsight, knowing what Jesus has done for us, that we would have understood entirely what Jesus was doing. But what would our reaction be to Jesus offering to wash our feet? My reaction would be to scrunch up my toes and say no. But this is about more than foot washing. Jesus is setting us an example. He is calling us into a way of life, the servant-hearted way of life. Jesus calls the disciples and he is calling us to serve one another, to love one another. This goes further than just foot washing. To be servant-hearted means to follow Jesus's example and live a life focused on God, serving one another, giving glory to God and spending time praying to our Father in heaven. Jesus' Jesus's example isn't simply an act. It's a posture that he gives us for our lives. What does this mean? Well, we are called to love one another, to serve one another, to give to one another, whether that's by visiting a friend you haven't seen in a while, or perhaps giving an Ace of Clubs meal voucher to a homeless person, or donating something to the food bank. Perhaps it's offering a skill you have to help someone in need, or it could be to commit to praying for someone or something every day. Whatever it might be that you have been specifically called to, Jesus gives us that example to serve. The disciples didn't have the hindsight that we have. They didn't know what was coming, but we do know. We know the end of the story, or perhaps it's just the beginning. Jesus was sent to this earth to save us from our sin, and we are sent to follow his example. And this is what we are called to, to do, to be God's hands and feet in this world, to love one another, to serve one another, to live following Jesus's example, the example of the servant king. So let's live knowing that we belong to Jesus with a servant-hearted posture for our lives. Amen.